Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today is a jack of all trades, master of many. She eats and writes about many things. She's an editor, a writer, a food pornographer, and a pontificator, as well as also a multimedia food reporter for the Orlando Sentinel. She's also one of my favorite people in Orlando. Please welcome Amy Drew Thompson. What's going on, Amy? That is so sweet. Pontificator. That means I talk a lot. No, right? that means you give good <laughs> puns. You give good puns. A pun a I'm lot. a pontificator. Yeah. That's what I, that's, I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, well, that's one of my favorite things that we have in common is that her titles of her articles are so good. And they usually are kind of, they're in that punny world. So it's like, it's right in my wheelhouse. That's really sweet. Yeah. I'm, I definitely veer into dad joke territory, I think sometimes, but that amuses me. I don't care yeah. if people groan. No, I, I love it. I love it. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things about you. I think that's one of my other favorite things. All right. So obviously first question I always ask on the podcast is, What's your go-to sandwich or lunch? I go, I've made it lunch now just because some people have told me not told me they don't eat sandwiches, um, which I'm okay with because it's called lunch with Biggie. So uh, favorite sandwich or lunch? Favorite sandwich. God, you know, I should have known you were going to ask me that. I'm always looking for a good eggplant parm hero. That's a good one. That's always a good one. I don't think that I eat that really almost at all anymore yeah <laughs> ever but um that's that's a definitely a favorite sandwich i like a good eggplant parm okay i like that um so one of the reasons why i wanted to kind of i wanted to chat with you i well first i'll tell folks like i've had the privilege of it's funny because i think i amy and i met um i always like to tell folks how i've kind of come came in contact with you and i think you and i met because as soon as you um became um, as soon as I found out the, who you were on, like you were, when you got the job at Orlando Sentinel, I think I like literally bombarded you. I was constant. I like liked you on everything. And then I, I think we were even talking before then, right? We even I talked think before- I met you on Twitter before. Cause I think you were working cause you worked at one point USA top 10, um, best of right. And it was 10 one best. Of the things. 10 best USA today's yes. 10 best. And I think you and I were in contact then. So I, I knew that that's kind of how we met. And then we, we started hanging out even more once you we actually started meeting in real life and talking and doing a whole bunch of stuff once you started doing um stuff with the orlando sentinel but um and so one of the things that i love about you and one of the reasons why i wanted to chat with you was because i know that you know and i know i talk to a lot of small businesses and and a lot of people like that but i kind of wanted to talk to you because even though you don't technically quote unquote run a business you're a creative and you create and you tell stories and in various ways, everything from like radio, TV, online, newspaper, um, and you interact with many businesses. So I, I thought it would be great to kind of get some more information about you, tell people about you, but then maybe also kind of maybe get a different perspective of and maybe some of the knowledge that you have. I mean, not that you're an expert, but I do think that you do have quite a bit of knowledge. And I think it'll be good, valuable knowledge for, you know, for people listening to this. But um, we'll see. We'll see what you unearth. We'll I definitely yeah. think we were friends before the Sentinel. Yes. I was wearing Delhi Fresh threads before the Sentinel. It's yes. just we've known each other yes. so long. And yes. now I've been with the Sentinel three years. Yeah, we right. absolutely met in person, hung out. Oh, yeah. uh, and I was She's, wearing my my Biggie bread cap before my a, Sentinel. Yes. Bread. Yes. She's a you know, no, you're totally amazing. Uh, so <laughs> let's go. Let's go back with just to kind of get an idea of. What got you into journalism? Um, I studied it in college. 
So, you know, this was what I wanted to do. It's what I ended up doing. But before I was at the Sentinel and in between my other uh, various editor positions, I did have a business. I ran, I was a freelancer for 15 years. So I grew that business organically from the ground up. And yeah. so, yeah, I have run a business. It's not the same as running a restaurant, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, or being a, a maker. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I am a creative in that way. I'm a content generator. Yeah, no. And that's something that I think is truly uh, something you're very good at. And the other thing I think that I, you know, one of the things that I kind of was, I don't know, I, I always, I find very admirable. And I think I, I love about you is that you have, so you have a saying, I know that you have, like, it's like the saying from, and correct me, obviously, if I'm wrong. Um, but if no, if no one ever gets lost, no one ever goes anywhere new. And so I think to me, when I've, when I've read that, and when I've heard, like, I always think of it's like a great way. I to said look. that. Yeah, you have. It's actually, <laughs> Where did I, say that? I think it's actually on either an article I've read about you, or maybe even on your website. Um, uh, just so you know, Oh wait, uh, you know, something that is, yeah, that's, there's something like that in the copy about yeah, me on my website, yeah, there which is, is, which and is I, old. But, but I think, <laughs> no, but what I think about it, whether it's old or new, I think what I think is great about it is it's a great way to look at life and also kind of like how you take chances to do different things that you make you uncomfortable, um, or that you're taking a risk on, like you, like, you know, like starting something new, um, you know, kind of like, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, I think, that's something that I, I mean, you wear many, like you said, you wear many belt, you mean, you mean, you know, kind of jack of all trades, master of many. Um, I think a lot of times it's very difficult to do things when you're uncomfortable uh, or you, it's kind of, some people don't want to do things when it's like uh, taking risk and things like that. And I think that's something that you, uh, you do very well with. Um, and so I kind of wanted to get an idea of like, what are, what's some examples of your experience and tools that you've gained because of willing to take those risks? First of all, maybe when you take a risk, you meet new people. And I think that in business, at least in, you know, in, in my business, it's, I'm not an expert, right? I go seek out experts so that I can learn about yeah. artisan bread or how to make botarga or, you know, what's the difference between Neapolitan pizza crust and New York style pizza crust? What are the, what are the chemical differences between those? That's not anything I know. I go to people who know those things. And so when you branch out into something new, it's necessary to meet new people and every new person you meet, you grow, you know, for me, every single new person I meet my Rolodex, do people still say Rolodex? My Rolodex gets bigger. My virtual digital Rolodex gets bigger on my phone. And I always say that to people. Hey, now that we're in touch, can I call you if I have a question about, you know, how to make grape jelly? Great. I'll do that. And one day I will have a question about how to make grape jelly. It's yeah. inevitable. I wanted to kind of get your perspective because you've seen the ebbs and flows of good of good businesses, large and small um, and you've interacted with a lot of good businesses. What do you think is something that you've come across on why some establishments succeed? Gosh, I don't know, because there are so many people who have great ideas and they they don't ultimately succeed. And there are so many factors that could go into that, um, you know, not yeah. the least of which uh, could be a global pandemic now, something I never thought that we'd be <laughs> talking yeah. about, you know, back when we first met, yep. which was long before COVID. Um I don't know. I think that there's a combination of things, but one, I think 
part of the secret sauce. I think it goes both ways in that you have to listen to the consumers who you know, want your product, whether that's something tangible or not, but you also have to follow your gut in a way. There have been many uh, restaurateurs I've interviewed who have said, you know, people told me this is never going to work for you. This is never going to, you know, a lot of naysayers. And they somehow knew that what they had was a good idea and they stuck to their guns and they made it. So, you know, I think that there's a balance between listening to what people say they want and then having sort of a sixth sense about something you, you feel really strongly about as a good idea. No, I get it. What do you think are some recipe or some things that you've noticed um, that kind of you've seen are kind of, I don't know why companies don't succeed. Cause I mean, obviously, yeah, you got to have a good product and you got to be able to follow your gut and listen to people. But is there something that you've noticed? Is there kind of like an underlying thing that you've seen? Like, Hey, I see why these people didn't succeed. Uh, you know, in just in general, have you noticed a, a common thread from, you know, from interacting with so many I different businesses? I don't think I've noticed the common thread. No, I guess I'd have to go back over things to see if there were, that's definitely yeah. like heavy duty research. I know I've done a few articles, yeah. um, since I started about folks who don't respond well in situations where they could have responded better and they kind of end up undoing themselves. I do know that you're, you're constantly creating content for work. How do you go, how do you get inspired to create, constantly create content? Like, do you, is there certain things that you use to kind of help you? Because in my world, obviously I'm trying to always create content Uh, but you're always, you, I mean, that's, that's literally like I'm doing it, but I also have product. Your job is to create content. Like, how do you go about, you know, kind of constantly either keeping it fresh or constantly creating things, um, continuously. So many ways to get ideas for content, which is a good thing because I have to write for columns minimally a week. (laughs) So it's really good. Um, one thing that both of us use all the time are food holidays, those are always really fun. Whoever came up with those genius, you know, is genius because people love to talk about peanut butter and jelly day or donut day is coming up or it's the Italian beef sandwich. You know, there's always something. And sometimes it's something really universal like donuts. And sometimes it's something niche like the Italian beef sandwich, which is like a very Chicago staple. Not that only people from Chicago like it, but it's something that's niche. So the people who love it really love it, even if there aren't as many people who love it. So it's really fun to do those kinds of things. Stories in the news cycle, you know, Taco Bell did, you know, brought back their Mexican pizza. So we can talk to not only Mexican restaurants, but pizza restaurants about how, how would you make a taco pizza? How would you make a pizza taco? You know, any of those kinds of things um, are fun regular holidays, you know, seasons, what's in season, you know, look no further than the local farms. Oh my gosh, cucumbers are in season, watermelons in season. It's Halloween. Let's talk about Seminole pumpkins and what all the things we can make from those. So it's just, it's endless. It's really endless. And with food, it's fantastic because it's endless. What is it about food that you love so much? Is it the, I mean, is it, is it one of those things? Obviously there's like the taste, I'm kind of just kind of curious. Is it the taste? Is it certain things like smells and flavors of things that bring you back to like when you were a kid? Uh, like was your like is your is in your past was like was food a big thing or in time did it just become like, a, you know, were you always a foodie? 
um, type person. What, how did that kind of evolve? All of these things. Yes. Yes. To everything you just said, it's all of it. It's, it's all of it. First of all, food, even if you're not a food person, you still have to eat. So even people who aren't necessarily foodies, we have food in common, you know, and we could talk about why do you, why are you an eat to live person? And why are people like me and you and the people who listen to us, read us, wear your shirts? Why are we live to eat people? You know, there's a question, you know, that's, that's a point of, you know, discussion between opposites, but gosh, everything about food is fun because it's, it reminds you of, of comfortable things, of family, of great times in your life, of special trips or vacations that you took or friends, you know, who's, you know, maybe you're Italian and your best friend was Chinese and you grew up going to his house and eating his grandma's cooking. And so you feel, you know, bonded towards certain dishes that your Chinese best friend's grandmother used to make. Um, And it's a way of showing off our cultures or, and that could mean our ethnicity and nationality. It could mean where we come from in the world or the country or even New York state. Yeah. Yeah, the you regionality know, we aspect talk of about it. the language yeah. of food. I said at the beginning of uh, our conversation, eggplant parm hero. Yeah. I specified yeah. that. And I always pay closer attention to the pizzerias where the menu says hero. I mean, and not it's soft. funny because there's hero, there's hoagies. Yeah, there's a lot of different grinder. There's a lot of different ones um, and a def- definitely a lot of terminology. Um, it's something I've never... Um, obviously I see it, you probably see it too, and especially in articles, the the polarizingness of certain foods, how people are become very, very like, I mean, it's like it's like it's food, folks, but it's they go very black and white. And it's like one they're one side or the other on what what it is with food. Um my favorite are the just no people. <laughs> like, what do you mean just no? Like you don't have to like it, but don't just know things. And, and it's always funny to me when people who say they're foodies just know yeah. something. Just know. Wait a minute. Yeah. Why are you just knowing everybody's feelings about that? I may agree yeah. with you, but I still feel like it's not fun if we can't have the yeah. discussion. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's funny because like on social, that's usually what happens to me is I get a quite a bit of people that will be like, well, is this a sandwich? I'm like, well, does it really matter? Like, just eat it, man. Just eat it. Just enjoy <laughs> well, you, it. You do have, you have opinions. I do have opinions, good. but I'm not like, but I will say through the years, I've kind of made it where it's like, I don't really, I'm not there to fight and and have that. Like, I, I'm okay with like, I mean, there's certain things that I will say, like I will stand on my, I guess on my soapbox and be like, that is not a sandwich. But, you know, and I'm OK with that. Is a hot dog no, a sandwich? It is not, not a sandwich. And, and, and you know that. And so, like, that's like one of those things where the same thing with like a burger. Like I get I'm stirring. Yeah, the pot. I get told people like, well, is a burger a sandwich? I'm like, no, they're cousins. That's why the patty melt is the love child of a burger and a sandwich. Patty melt is a yes, sandwich. Because that is the love child of a burger and a sandwich. Um, you know, that's kind of how it is. Yeah, I love this stuff. And, and, and I may pay close attention, I should say. I eat at subjoints, even though hero is the word I grew up with. Yeah. I eat all of them. I eat hokies yeah. and heroes and subs yeah. and grinders. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Why not? You mentioned something before about your, your Rolodex and about reaching out to jelly to a jelly person or an expert on something. How important is it 
you know, not only in your job, but just in general, when you're, when you're trying to start something or maybe, you know, having that community support and having that like tribe or community around you, um, you know, when you're trying to start something or even have something that you're working on. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, support is important in everything anybody does. Right. I mean, it feels good. Not that you can't accomplish things by yourself. Ultimately it's your accomplishment, but I mean, who do people thank when they win awards? You know, yeah. this is for mom or my editor or, you know, my sister, or my partner who stayed up and read my novel 200 times, you know, or whatever yeah. it is that, you know, you're trying to do. So, yes, com- community support and the support of your friends and family. Sure. That's uh, no matter what you're trying to do. Grape jelly or uh, the great American novel. Yeah, no, I, I totally uh <laughs> I'm in agreement with you on that. I think it's like so important to have, um, have that kind of tribe and be able to kind of have, um, you know, someone to be able to go talk to and and be able to kind of be like, Hey, what do you think? Or just have your own support system. I think is super important. Somebody who will tell you the truth. That is important. Somebody Mm -hmm. who will tell you, look, I think that X, Y, and Z are great, but eh." you might want to take a look at this part, somebody who you can trust. And so it's, I think yeah. it's very important for people to be able to take truly criticism that is truly constructive. You yeah. Know? Because no, we, and, and I, I think we all need it. Um, you know, we all need yeah. it. There's, there's not, there's, I can't, we all need it. Maybe not all the time, but, but in points, you're always going to need it. So, yeah, I don't have a problem if you complain, but if you're, I just be at least be constructive about it and tell me the reasons why, or how can I be better on it? Um, you know, I definitely, uh, I'm all about that aspect of it. Um, do you, during your time, have you, have you had mentors? Have you had people that you like that have kind of helped you along the way? Um, you know, kind of, or people that you can kind of bounce back to or bounce ideas off of to kind of help, you know, as you've, as you develop your career. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've had mentors and I've had, you know, people who pushed me to do things, um, that I was interested in doing not even necessarily professionally, but just personally things that I wanted to do that I always wanted to do that I was, you know, maybe a little bit afraid to do, um, many moons ago, I guess I was, was I already at the center? I don't know, a few years ago, maybe five, five years ago. I'm not even sure at this point, 2017. Yeah. It's about five years ago. Right. Um, I always wanted to paint, not to be a famous painter or anything. I just liked doing it. And it was just something I enjoyed, but I never thought that I would, you know, have the balls to hang anything that I painted in a public space. And, um, I had, uh, several, I had two very good friends. Um, one of whom was Joseph Hayes. I should give him a shout out who I met the night I met him. I was talking about painting and he was like, you should do it you know, and you have here, you have this guy who's this accomplished creative playwright. I don't even know how many plays this man has written. And he told me sort of his origin story as a playwright and it inspired me and it gave me a little more guts. And I actually had an art show. I just once, but I did it and people bought my paintings. They weren't, I've, they weren't uh, expensive. I've seen whatever whatever you're like me you downplay you downplay the success the point is is that i had the guts to i'm not a painter i've never been an art like a visual artist i just enjoyed doing it and you know i was inspired and mentored and i hung my paintings up at austin's coffee and film thank you jackie 
and um, and people came to see them and and even better, almost all of them uh, were sold, which was tremendous. Are you still painting now, even during the pandemic? I haven't in a while because I'm fairly prolific in my career. Um, but I did paint something. I don't know. I'd have to check Instagram. I did it. I did paint something new not too, too long ago. And I would like to I would like to chill out and just paint for a little bit. So, yeah, Amy, I did. I did know about your painting. I, if I remember correctly, the person that told me um, her name is Amy. She goes on Instagram. Her handle um, is pretty hate machine. Amy Brown. Yes. So, so ridiculously talented. If I painted like that, I would never stare at a computer screen again. She is uh, amazingly talented. Um, no, I pretty much you probably if you if you live in Orlando and you've gone to different restaurants and different locations, you've seen some of her um, beautiful work. And uh, and yeah, she's the one that actually told me um, about you painting. She sent me a message in the direct message and she's like, did you know Amy painted? And I was like, no, I have, I have several Amy stories. Um, most recently, her work was featured on the cover of the cooking and eating section with Rob Bear of Soto Square, yep. where she painted a tremendous Detroit yes. mural uh, in his new pizza place. So if you want to see a cool, it says like made in Detroit. Yep. I can't remember made in Detroit and served in Orlando. I can't remember. Yeah, this is I think that's what it says. Many years, at least a couple years before I met Amy, I've been going to Valkyrie Donuts, yes. which I love. I'm a big fan. Are they your the favorite? Are they, are they your favorite donuts? They are among my favorite. Okay. Donuts. That's a good answer. That's, that's, I would say the same thing. I would answer Their the same churro way. donut is perfection. Yeah. It's perfection. But for once, I'm not going to talk about the food. Okay. One of the things I love about their shop and my kids and I have been going there is they have a water bear mural. Uh, it's called a, uh, a tardigrade. Okay. It's a tiny itty bitty unseen microscopic animal that can live like on meteors and jet through space and look it up. Tardigrade. Okay. They tardigrade. have a mural of a tardigrade and we have dug on that forever. And then I met Amy and we were talking about painting and I can't remember exactly how it came up. And I find out that she did that mural. Yep. So I've been a fan of her since before I knew who she was. Yeah. And since then, you know, now I see her art everywhere at the uh, gnarly barley. Yeah. Gnarly barley. Gnarly. She and does. She's, she's, she's done gnarly barley. She's done GB's bottle shop. Um, she's definitely done uh, quite a bit of work. I actually want to need to kind of chat with her to kind of share her story. Cause it's a, uh, Talk about being creative and doing uh, doing amazing stuff. She also did uh, like Chicken Fire. Um, she did like their all their mural work inside as well there. Um, so obviously she appreciates good food as well. So I do. Uh, that is a dream. Yeah. That's something I wish I were good enough to do that. I wish yeah. I were good enough to do that. No, Tremendous. I told you. Murals are no joke. Murals are. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I'm always I'm always amazed by that. I've actually I usually try to st I've stopped by once or twice when she's work when she's been working on certain ones, just because I just, I'm just amazed by seeing someone work their creativity like that. So it's something that I think uh, is and pretty amazing. Like brings so much to a restaurant. It yeah. brings so much vibe. I think I just recently, this wasn't her work, but over at, um, 
24 hour. Yeah. You know, 24 hour yeah. off iDrive where they do the 2D. They have it yeah, all. Yeah, that's it's amazing. Like, that is absolutely crazy. Amazing. Yeah. It's totally crazy. It's like you're in a cartoon and mm-hmm. you're having soup. <laughs> yeah. I think to it's me, awesome. that's. That's one of those things where if I ever opened a store, I definitely murals would definitely be all over, all over that place. Sandwich style murals would be done um, all throughout. So I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that because I also noticed you're very, you're very good at talking um, about other people never wanting to talk about you. It's like kind of like the humble. I also love the fact that um, I, I love people who cheerlead other people to kind of help them and push them to do other things. I I'd think be that, clapping, but yes, right? I agree. Enthusiasm. People who are interested are interesting, you yeah. know, I think. And one of the things that I love the most about my job is that I get to talk to you about your business. I get to yeah. talk to the guy who makes breakfast sandwiches over here and the man yep. who grows celery over there and the woman who bakes bread over here and learn about all the things that they do and that they're passionate about. And then if I'm lucky, I get to eat it, which makes it even better. Heck uh, yeah. That's a victory. <laughs> so That's it's, a victory. it's fun. You get jazzed. <laughs> a- when people are jazzed about what they do, it makes you jazzed. Even if it's something you weren't even interested in five minutes ago, like yeah. their interest in it makes it interesting. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's and that's one thing that I've gotten from um, from doing this podcast is that is being able to talk to people. Obviously, they're people I'm interested in, um, and I want other people to kind of learn about them. But I think it's very interesting how everyone's got like their own story when they go through their own journey um, and different things that you can get you can learn from everyone. And uh, and I just kind of look at it as you know, it's one of the reasons why I did this was like I just I want everyone to succeed. Like I, I'm perfectly fine with everyone succeeding. I'm like. I, I, it's like, there's plenty of room for us all to succeed. It's not like I, I, and yes, I know that, you know, especially in my world, the dollar only goes so much people spend on certain things, but I'm okay with that. Um, you know, in that aspect, like, I, I think if you like my stuff, you're going to buy it. And if not, I want you to buy and support someone else that's, you know, doing their thing and learning, uh, you know, cause sometimes, sometimes I want a sandwich instead of buying a shirt. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree. And same in my community. I I appreciate, you know, many voices make the community more interesting, whether we're writers or, you know, singers or playwrights or whatever we do. It's just, you know, I wouldn't want to I love, you know, X band, but I wouldn't want to listen to that band every day with, you know, to the exclusion of all others. I I like everything. You know, I uh, that's totally very, very true. What what advice would you give? Um, and, and obviously I'll, I make it general. So what advice would you give a small business, um, or someone who wants to start a small business or start something new? Well, this is far from my realm of expertise, but I think the first thing that I would do is find a hole in the market, find some, find something that someone's not doing Yeah. and do that. I recently talked to, um, you know, them, we love them. The marshmallow ladies. Yes. Um, Sugar rush. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And they were on my podcast. And they talked to me probably similarly to you about how they realized when they were looking at the different things they were doing at the time, no one else was doing that. And they got invited to a lot of events, more events, because they had a truck that was doing something that was unique. It wasn't that the other three taco trucks weren't all good. It's that you can't have three taco trucks unless it's the taco festival. 
Correct. You can't have three taco trucks at your food truck event, but nobody was doing what they did. And so they found a niche and they got invited everywhere. So I think that's something that you can always do. Find something, there's find a need and fill the need. Yeah. No, I get that. What um is there is there a medium that you enjoy more than others? Because I you do, you know, it, like you do a, you do a segment, you do do a segment with Jim Colbert, uh, you know, that you do every Friday at four o'clock. And so you get to do four twenty. Uh, four twenty. Smoke you up do, and then come listen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you do, I know you do that. Um, I know you also you you've done some video. Obviously, you obviously print. Um, and, you know, is there a is there a medium that you prefer one over the other? Or do you just kind of like be the option that you have the ability to go to all the different ones? I don't know. It's fun. It's fun doing all the different things. I mean, obviously, my career started out solely as print, but I don't know if you can. I mean, obviously, some people can. But these days, it's like you kind of need to be a little bit everywhere. I haven't done any video in ever. Um just because I've been busy, but I do like myself on video. I think the last time that I was on video eating something was like two strawberry festivals ago. And I ate some big hideous hamburger on two strawberry donuts thing, which is, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's eating on camera, man. I admire those people. I watch yeah. them sometimes on the food shows and I'm like, Ooh, she was so dainty. <laughs> You know, I always feel like I'm just shoving things in my face. It I, seems uh, ridiculous. Um, I, mediums? No, me I don't know. They're all fun. They're all yeah. fun. That that makes me laugh because I think to myself, so I just... Um, you just so posted I, a picture of me eating a sandwich and I was horrified. I know. I know you did. I Yeah, and, it, and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, uh, I, I laugh because I did. I filmed something um, recently where I had to eat. And at one point, I I... When I finished, I ended up telling the like the director of it. I'm like, I felt like I was working out, and you were making me eat like like do more reps because he's like, pick it up slower. Now take another bite. Pick it up late. Nope, we need it to be more flat so that way we don't know how much of the sandwich you've eaten. And it's like I'm like, and I must have eaten like I must have taken like nine bites of the sandwich like in maybe five minutes. And I was just like, I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm not, I don't get to enjoy this. Like, and I was just like, at least I'm you like, had a director though. At least you had a director to make sure that you were eating properly on camera. I just well, turned yeah. my phone around and shove a donut in my face. <laughs> but they just kind of like, so I've done that and it's been like, it's very interesting to, to kind of do, um, to do all those things. And I, and I, I have a, a true appreciation for anyone who eats, on camera and talks about food because I definitely have not taken note on how I've watched it enough on food network. And I still always take too big of a bite. And then I want to talk and I'm like, stuff's on my beard. And it's just, look, it just looks bad. Yeah. That's even so, worse. Uh, having, yeah. a be I would imagine that's gotta be even, I mean, it's bad anyway. Yeah. When you eat yeah. one of those like yeah. Luther donuts, it, uh, there's yeah. no way that's not ending up somewhere on your face. So it's gotta be exactly. worse with a beard. <laughs> exactly. Always some remnants, always some form of remnants. Um, where can people, where can people follow you, listen to you, read your work, um, kind of drop, drop that information. And in so that we can, uh, so they can see it. And then I'm also going to put it in the notes. So that way they can kind of, when they go in, they can actually follow you as well. First and foremost, I am the multimedia food reporter at the Orlando Sentinel. We always have subscription deals. The digital subscription is dirt cheap. 
and you'll get all the food stuff and everything else, all the sports, all the Scott Maxwell and the Mike Bianchi and all of our fabulous business and news reporters and things to do reporters and everything. And it's like, you know, deals are like one penny for six months or, you know, they're always running a special. Um, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and that's at Amy Drew, A-M-Y-D-R-O-O. Yep. You can find me on Facebook. You can join the Let's Eat Orlando Facebook page, which is operated by the Sentinel. Um, there are many admins. I am one of them. And there's always some fun discussion going on there. Post your dinner, post your recipes. Yes. Tell us where you ate that you loved and let us go there and eat there too. Um, or, or tell me a place that you like and then everyone will crap on it and tell you that it sucks. Yes. Uh, well, it sometimes is, the, that it, happens. It is Facebook. Sometimes that happens too. Sometimes it is, yeah, it is, it is Facebook. It, it does have a Facebook vibe. Yes. <laughs> but it's pretty, it's a great, it's a great community, especially if you want choices and selections, you definitely will get a bunch of people who eat around and support a lot of small businesses. It's not a super Haiti community though. No, no, it's good. It it's really good. is. I like it's it. It's one, it's one of my, it's one of the, one of the friendlier foodie spots. I think yep, people seem to be sure. very, uh, you know, accepting of everybody's differing opinions there for the most part. Yep. So Amy, where can they listen to you? Oh, primetime kitchen 420 Friday, every Friday on the Jim Colbert show on real radio 104.1 FM. Awesome. Perfect. Amy, I truly appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me. Um, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for having lunch with me. Um, like you said, you can follow Amy online. You can follow her on print. You can listen to her on podcasts um, or on live radio on 104.1. Um, definitely lots of options for you to be able to follow her. If you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe. If you want to support me, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, um, and check out, and you can obviously do some shopping, spread the word. Um, by all means, leave reviews. Thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, everyone. Bye.